0: I am going to be reading aloud chapters 9 and 10 of the Year of Miss Agnes. I hope you enjoy these chapters. <laughs> Chapter 9. In November, Little Pete had to go to the trap line with his grandpa and his dad and his uncles. Little Pete's Auntie Bernie usually went to winter camp with them and did all the cooking. Big Bernie, we always called his aunt. She was really big, like Little Pete, and could do anything a man could do. Once she even made a cabin by herself. Eight logs high, Grandpa said, and it was a good one too. Usually little Pete was excited to get out to camp as soon as it snowed. He really liked it out there at their camp because he liked being out in the woods, but he didn't really want to go this year because school was so interesting with Miss Agnes there. Most of all, he didn't want to miss the end of Robin Hood. He wasn't good enough at reading to read it for himself, so Miss Agnes read extra long the last day he was in school and we finished the book. So little Pete was glad of that and Miss Agnes gave him a little notebook and told him to write in it every day so he wouldn't forget all he learned about printing nicely. A few weeks later, Roger went to camp too. Roger's family was very big. There were nine kids all together and he was the only one still going to school. The oldest ones hadn't gone very much and there were the little ones who didn't go to school yet. The twins were four, and Frankie was two years old, and there was a new one, the baby, Liza. There was a lot of hurrah in the village when Roger's family got ready to go, because they were taking three dog teams. We all stood out in the street at recess time and watched them leave. All the dogs in town were barking and pulling at their chains, wishing they could go too. Roger's oldest brother was loading up the freight sled Roger was going to drive and those dogs were just jerking in their harnesses and barking, wanting to get out on the trail. Roger was standing on the break with both feet, and he could just barely keep the dogs from moving the sled. It was funny to watch. The sleds were piled high with bales of dried dogfish and food and all the stuff they needed at camp. They didn't tie it down real careful the way most people did. It was just kind of thrown in there. They were a happy family, happy-go-lucky. Nearly every day, some other family would go off to winter camp, and the village was getting emptier and emptier. Soon, Marie Solomon had to stay home from school to take care of the kids, because her mom was going out to help her dad trap. Miss Agnes told Marie to come to her cabin at night, and they could keep up their reading together. Marie was always having to stay with those kids. Her mom had one nearly every year, and there was another one coming. I knew there were two, there were two still in diapers because I helped Marie hang out the washing when I had time. I liked to help Marie because she was always so happy. She had to do the wash every day in the old gas washer just to keep up with the diapers. That took a lot of water. We had to melt snow to get water in the winter. Sometimes Grandpa and the other men would cut big chunks of ice from the lake behind the village. Ice makes lots more water than snow. In the summer, we all got water from the river. And Marie had to cook all the meals for those kids when her folks were gone and make bread. It was a lot of work. Still, she had time to curl her hair in these frogs she had got from the Sears catalog. And she made it look like in the magazines, turned back away from her face. And she kept that house clean, too. The floor was always swept. My grandma thought she was a really good girl. She was just proud of her. But Mama didn't think much of Marie because she was always singing to the radio when you came in that house. Mama thought work was too serious for singing, and because Marie was always the one who danced most and the longest when we had a dance. All of Roger's big brothers and whoever was there from some other villages, they all wanted to dance with Marie. That made Mama look sour when that happened. Miss Agnes didn't like Marie having to take care of all those kids herself, I could tell. You need to know how to read and write to get along in life, Miss Agnes said to Marie. But I could tell Marie thought she already knew how to do everything she needed to know to get along in life. She was proud she could already do everything a woman was supposed to do. I think Miss Agnes worried about Marie because she didn't learn fast. Or maybe because Marie was so good-natured, she'd do what anybody said. Anyway, she kept Marie at it, even if she wasn't coming to school with us. Marie wasn't the only one. Plasker's father came to Miss Agnes' cabin sometimes at night and she helped him learn to read and write. And even old man Toby came to learn to write his name. Miss Agnes didn't think school was just for kids. You have to keep learning all your life, she said. That was a good thing to think about, always learning something new. It wasn't like you had to hurry up and learn everything right away before the learning time was over. It was like you could kind of relax and take your time and enjoy it. Take a moment to think about what was most important that you should remember from chapter nine in our story, The Year of Miss Agnes. Press pause and return to your reading log to type in what you think is most important from that chapter, and then come back to your chapter 10. Chapter 10. There were a lot of different things we did in school with Miss Agnes that were fun more fun than we ever had in school before. She had a little squeeze box, like some of the old miners had, a concertina, hers was called. Theirs were bigger and square, and hers was little and sort of round with straight edges. She told us, but I forgot what you call that shape. Sometimes, any old time of the day, we never could tell when, she'd take it out of its little case and we'd sing. She taught us Pollywoly Doodle and Barbara Allen and Locke Lomond, and a million other songs. We'd ask her for the new songs we heard on the radio and we'd sing them for her and she'd play those too. She was really good at hey good looking and stuff like that. She'd put Boko's hand on the squeeze box while she played and Boko could feel the music. Sometimes at night on the weekends, we have music and dancing in the community hall. Different times like somebody's birthday or when everyone came in from beaver trapping, or a potlatch we have for someone who's died. There are two or three nights of dances with a potlatch. Martin Olin always plays for dances. He has this violin he ordered from Sears, a really good one, and he could play anything. Hog River Dan has a steel guitar and Bobby Kennedy has a mandolin, and they sound really good together. Martin has this one song, Cindy, that he always plays on the violin. And it's so happy that no one can sit still and everyone will dance. And they'll dance so hard that the dust comes up from the floorboards and puffs. Like it's keeping time with the music. Even all of us kids dance and Charlie Boy is the best of all. All the old ladies like to dance with Charlie Boy because he's so lively. Boko can dance just like anyone because she feels the music in her feet somehow. Mama dances too. And sometimes she even smiles and laughs a little. Then she looks young almost. Almost everyone has a best song that they can sing if the dance goes on long enough. Martha always sings, I'm so lonesome I could cry, and she makes her voice just whiny like Hank Williams on the record, and so sad. It's really good, the way she sings that. This is how it is at a dance. The men line up on one side of the wall and the women on the other, and when a man wants to dance, he comes over and just kicks the woman on the leg just a little bit to show he wants to dance with her. And then they dance and then there's a circle where when everyone walks around with his partner around the room and then they play another song and you dance again. That way you dance twice with the same person. Grandma says that's the way they learned it from the old miners who came into the country when she was a girl. That's how everyone learned to play the guitar and stuff from those old timers and from listening to the radio. When we had a dance, we'd go get Mrs. Agnes and she'd bring her squeeze box. And that way she could play, and the guys who were doing the music could have a turn to dance. Boys, she knew some good ones too. Once she never played us in school, because they didn't have words to sing. They were just like Martin's songs. You couldn't sit still. But Miss Agnes would never dance. She'd just watch us and laugh.